Hello, I'm Lodging's Associate Editor, Robin McLaughlin. Thank you for listening to Lodging On Demand. Leisure travel came back in force this summer across many U.S. markets. However, the industry's outlook for the fall remains hazy. In this episode, I spoke with David Willenberg, CEO of Duetto, and John Elston, Chief Revenue Officer for Seoul Community Planet, about the pressing challenges hoteliers are facing today and how rolling out the right revenue management system can help them to quickly adapt to this changing environment and price rooms appropriately considering staffing issues and guest expectations. We'll start with the most recent Duetto Pulse report showed that predictions that came out for summer travel were actually very accurate, and summer travel had some record-breaking numbers this past season. So what can we expect to see in the months ahead? Yeah, so I mean, uh, so thank you. Uh, So first of all, what we're seeing is that, you know, leisure demand is back. Uh, We're forecasting 2021 uh, to end about 20% higher than 2019, which is uh, incredible. Um, You know, business and corporate demand forecasting to end at about 70% of 2019 levels in 2021. And group uh, business to be 40 to 45% off Q4 2019 levels. Um, All that is, you know, from STR data uh, at the from the hotel data conference in 2021. Uh, you know, looking at uh, shorter booking windows, uh, the booking pace of new transient reservations and group blocks was up 119% in September, but we see more moderate growth from October through December. However, uh, with the exception of October, cancellation activity is seeing double-digit increases uh, in the remaining months of 2021, with a, a pretty big jump in December. Uh, so, in terms of um, you know web traffic and brand.com consumer search activity for stay dates through the balance of the year, they remain you know highly elevated. Although we're starting to see levels of interest wane for December of 2021. And again, you you mentioned our. Pulse report, uh, this uh, data is available to anyone who would like to read it, uh, but uh, those are some of the things that we're seeing and hearing in the industry right now. Don, are you seeing anything in the months ahead? I can't tell you how great, uh, how happy I am that David went first because I've been doing this business <laughs> for a long time and we used to have this thing called the crystal ball and you would like look in the crystal ball to see what things were gonna happen gonna happen in the next month or quarter. I think that's a great rundown. I'll, I'll take it up probably even a little further uh, from a from a from a glance down, maybe get up to fifty thousand uh, feet. We're seeing still stagnated uh, business travel, and I think that's going to continue through um, probably the first quarter and maybe well into uh, well into two twenty two. Um, we are seeing stabilizing leisure travel, although up as David mentioned, and the stabilization I'm really speaking of coming from the surge travel that we started seeing um, late in the spring and all through summer. Um, because, and I know we're going to get into pricing and talking about that a little bit, but because pricing really didn't wane during the surge travel, um, and now more and more inventory becoming available as I hope employees come back to work. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit of an extension in the summer travel and, and it's not going to be as strong, but I think we're going to see that extension of uh, people that maybe didn't want to spend the big bucks in the summer when rates and surge pricing uh, was uh, accomplished with uh, the, the high demand. So I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see some stabilizing there. 
we are seeing group cancellations, and I don't think that's a big surprise, especially in the regions uh, west coast where our hotels are at, uh, from Southern California up to the Pacific Northwest. But the great news there, Robin, is um, 90% of those that are canceling are converting and rebooking into 222, signing additional contracts, 222 and 223. That is good news. And going off of that, as travelers ventured out and took more trips this summer, and now we're starting to see leisure stabilize, as you mentioned, John, did you notice any shifts in traveler expectations? John, we'll start with you. Okay, thank you. I We definitely saw a louder, more boisterous customer and guest. And um, that's because I think twofold. One, the frustrations, wanting to get out, getting out, paying high prices, um, and then still not having all of the accoutrements and amenities available due to COVID, due to lack of staffing. Um, net promoter scores across our industry were significantly lower through the voice of the customer. The detractors um, uh, increased. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that um, it's been a tough time for hoteliers. It's been a tougher time for a large segment of travelers who went out without adjusted expectations, and uh, it was hard to keep up with that. David, do you have anything you want to add? No, I mean, I, I, I think I, not much to really add. I, I would just say, you know, hospitality is facing, you know, historic you know, hourly labor shortage, and it's coming through. I think, you know, we're hearing that guests have adjusted their expectations somewhat, uh, but I think it, 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 it's all over the place. You know, dealing with, you know, housekeeping and, and F&B outlet hours is, is, you know, sort of difficult uh, for guests to, to, to deal with, but at the same time, I think everyone is really happy to be getting out there and traveling again. And based on the data we're seeing, the interest in travel is, is not really being impacted by these factors, but it is a factor uh, and, and it's a difficult issue for, for our customers. David, you did just mention that the labor shortage is a big factor playing into a lot that's going on in the industry right now. And given this current situation and guest expectations do remain high, how do these factors together impact pricing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what I'd talk about is sort of the, the the benefits of using forward-looking data, such as web traffic uh, in, in Duetto, and there's other, uh, you know, ways to do that as well. But, you know, within Duetto, uh, to better map out sort of the peaks in demand and, you know, then using that to you know, schedule staff accordingly uh, so the hoteliers can, you know, use, you know, modern technology to help them plan given this sort of dynamic situation. And then generally speaking, you know, what we're seeing is hotels have fought the urge to sort of race to the bottom in terms of pricing and maintaining profitability in the process. Uh, you know, the last thing I would probably mention is that, um, you know, drive to markets in spite of, you know, what's going on with uh, sh the staffing issues, you know, drive to markets have seen a huge surge in demand uh, in some cases surpassing all time records, let alone pre COVID. So allowing them to push pricing to partially offset uh, the, the labor shortages in that particular segment. So um, th there's, there's a handful of ways to handle this, but it's really about using the technology, at least in my opinion, to, to better you know, accommodate the needs of the guests and to maintain profitability in the hotel. I couldn't agree more with David. I think that um, my personal belief, and it runs through our company, is that you don't discount to make customers happy. You set the right expectation on that client customer journey, 
and you deliver on those expectations. And if you're using your technology to price appropriately with your comp set, um, then you get ahead by delivering on the customer journey and, and delivering on the expectations. So setting that expectation up front, using your technology to price correctly um, is yielding great returns. Uh, there are a lot of hotels still that um, are being smart in limiting their inventory, not necessarily through the municip municip municipalities or the local government saying that they have to minimize occupancies, but they're taking this time to um, catch up on renovation, catch up on capital, to shrink the size of the hotel because of less staff. Um, and that obviously creates uh, some, some internal compression that allows us to stay stable with pricing. But um, I think David's right. You got to follow your technology and then deliver on the expectation. And you both just mentioned technology to help optimize pricing. So how can hoteliers leverage this technology that's available to them to optimize pricing? John, we'll start with you. Well, I, you know, I just mentioned that um, a lot of hoteliers are looking at capital and doing improvements. It's happening throughout every vertical. People are improving their homes. Um, they are renovating restaurants. Now is the time, I believe, for smart hoteliers uh, they're assessing their tech stack and they're looking at that tech stack in whole. Um, I think that, um, I think it'd be super smart uh, for hoteliers to be taking a look at the old style legacy systems, nothing against them. I relied on them for years, but there's just so much new technology and partnerships out there that now is the time to, uh, to really take that step forward and assess that entire tech stack. Um, in this downturn that we're experiencing. You know, when you think about how hoteliers can leverage technology right now, uh, now there's never been a better time, right? Because in some cases, uh, hoteliers are still dealing with, you know, uh, being shut down or at limited capacity. Uh, but we're seeing from the data that the, the demand for travel is not going away. So, you know, what types of technology should they be looking at? To me, uh, automation is really important. Uh, as we talked about earlier in the conversation, there has been, you know, a, a lot of people leaving the hospitality industry, particularly in high-value areas uh, like revenue management uh, and marketing, and being able to have automation to do more with less is something that, you know, Duetto is very focused on, but more generally it's something that's going to be an important part of, of the industry. That doesn't mean we're taking away from the skill sets that are there. This is really about empowering people to do more uh, and to be more effective in their role. And then within that as well, we have something at Duetto that we call autopilot, uh, which allows the revenue manager to create efficiencies, uh, you know, during not only now and, and also in the post-recovery phases, uh, you know, the ability to kind of set a strategy, allow the system to handle the things that you, you, you know don't need to be touched and that can just run on their own. But then also having the ability to, like with technology like Duetto has, which is sort of this mixed mode where you have uh, automation, but you also have the ability to really focus in and have some manual intervention where you want it on more strategic areas of your strategy. I think those are really important uh, as, as, it, as we kind of get into this recovery stage and, and really are having to work within the dynamic environment and being able to capitalize on opportunities. I'm going to veer off the questions for one second because David, you just mentioned something that I've been hearing a lot of since we wrote these questions. Automation has been talked about very recently as being one of the somewhat ways out of this pandemic. Is would David, would that be something that you agree with? Yeah, I, I don't 
I mean, so first of all, we're, we're obviously very fond of this concept because it's, it's a core part of what we do every day for our customers, and we, we get great feedback from our customers. They love this. Um, is it one of the ways out of it? I think, we, first of all, the, the best way out of it is for us to have people be healthy, uh, people to feel safe, um, to follow the protocols, and uh, do all the right things uh, around that. But in terms of automation being a key to it, I think it's a high leverage technology for hoteliers to do more and take advantage of kind of one, the technology itself, but also, you know, the factors that are involved with, with, with running and operating a hotel today and maximizing revenue, right? And so uh, the ability to have flexibility to automate those parts of your strategy that you don't need to touch every day, that frees up valuable time for uh, your staff to be working on things that maybe do need more attention. And it's not just, you know, revenue management itself in terms of setting pricing and, and using the technology for that. It also goes to, you know, a big problem in our industry is, you know, you know, revenue managers and the team that, that uh, is operating the hotel, they're spending hours and hours and hours in spreadsheets. What an amazing opportunity to use, uh, you know, advanced technology tools. You know, we can pull reports that would take a revenue manager hours. We can pull them in seconds. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that and upgrade your technology to be able to do that so you can more efficiently operate the hotel? So it's a combination of a lot of factors. It's not just automation. I do think uh, automation is really a, a high leverage technology that uh, hoteliers can take advantage of, but it's really the whole uh, suite of, of uh uh, different technologies that can make that better. John, would you like to touch on that? I I, I would because then I you know I I I want to say that uh, David's earlier point about business expanding um, into those drive markets, secondary and tertiary markets, is absolutely true. And most of our portfolio are in those secondary and tertiary markets. What also comes with those secondary and tertiary and secondary and tertiary markets um, are smaller hotels, and. I absolutely love that there is technology at the level that Duetto performs available for small hotels. I can't stress that enough because I've had to go through in smaller hotels in the past where I couldn't afford a legacy system that was tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. Uh, so we had to do a lot of manual work. And usually what comes with those smaller hotels is fewer resources. What I absolutely love about technology today, and, and David's company really leads with this, is the opportunity to put this level of technology that he just explained in any size hotel and be able to afford it. So super excited about being able to share that throughout the entire industry and not just in large casino hotels or gateway cities um, where budgets are high and, and tech stacks are, um, uh, are exorbitant. So I think that's really super cool. Perfect. Thank you for weighing in on that. I appreciate it. And can you touch on forecasting models used in revenue management systems? How have they evolved over the past year? And what do hoteliers need to know about forecasting and pricing? John, can I start with you? Sure. I, I love that our current tech stack started with consideration of really the nucleus, the PMS. And it wasn't necessarily that we were picking the PMS as a standalone. Um, we went immediately to who are the partners? Where is the consolidation happening? And where are the partnerships happening within this PMS? And that's really where we looked for the variety. We wanted to see that we were going to be able to have consistency throughout our entire portfolio. 
And a big part of that, besides the CRM, besides the PMS, um, is the is the revenue management system. So finding a PMS at the start then led us to let's look immediately at, at the next layer of the onion as we peel it back. And who are they partnering with? And are they good fits for us across our scaling um, portfolio? I think, again, smart hoteliers are looking for ways to ensure um, thoughtful growth. And when we get into that growth stage, and th some of us like Soul Community Planet, our brand is growing thoughtfully into this, into this comeback, um, we don't want four or five revenue management systems. We don't want two or three PMSs. And in the past, lack of partnerships and exposure to systems like Duetto and others um, has kept us from those 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 scalability points. So super excited about that across forecasting for all of our hotels. Great. And David, would you like to add anything about forecasting models and revenue management systems? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, well, first of all, I couldn't agree more with John, but, uh, you know, just to add a little bit to it, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, we focus on with our customers, especially in dealing with COVID and kind of the sort of post-COVID environment and the recovery, um, you know, being able to uh, customize and personalize sort of your short-term forecasting rules, you know, being able to adjust to shorter booking windows and weighing future forecasts more towards short-term trends, um, adding metrics like uh, same time last week versus same time last year, which may not, same time last year, not being quite as effective, is really valuable to our customers. It's really valuable part of, of Duetto and, and being you know, flexible uh, to help accommodate the unique strategies that our uh, customers have. So you know, the other only last point that I would make is you know, you know, being thoughtful about uh, annual events and having those, those dates shifting uh, and months shifting uh, because of what's going on with the pandemic and being able to use custom date ranges comparisons uh, in applications like Scoreboard, which is something that we have within Duetto, uh, to allow you to track you know, booking pace in these unique scenarios. So it's really about, right now, it's really about flexibility and being able to be dynamic and be able to be agile uh, in this kind of quickly changing environment. So we're, we're, we're excited about being able to help our customers with this, and uh, you know, those are some of the things I would mention uh, related to it. With hotel teams stretched pretty thin right now due to the labor shortage, Hotelers may be a little hesitant to adopt new systems. How has the rollout of new technology changed in the past years, particularly over the course of the pandemic? David, can I start with you? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, what, at least what we're seeing, I, I can't speak for everyone, but it, you know, we've actually seen some acceleration in terms of tech adoption. Um, you know, sort of as hotels realize that they need to up their game uh, in order to uh, remain competitive, uh, you know, for, not only now, but for when demand returns. And I think, I think that's a really important point is sort of now, especially if we're seeing, you know, uh, you know, a lull to, to be able to invest for the return of demand. Um, you know, we've continued to see a steady rise in new brands uh, coming on board to Duetto, which is obviously uh, a great indication for what's going on in the industry as it relates to tech. And our onboarding of these clients has become even more efficient, uh, which is something really important uh, in, in terms of how hoteliers think about technology investments. They want to get to an ROI really quickly. So our ability to bring customers live really quickly is really important. Um, 
And then, you know, we, we did see an emphasis on, uh, you know, new customers and even existing customers that were bringing on new hotels. You know, they, they wanted to onboard them onto the technology while they were closed, actually, uh, which is, you know, a really great opportunity uh, to do that where you can focus on it. Um, it's a perfect environment for training people on the technology, testing new systems and new integrations. So um, I don't know, John, if you'd have anything you'd want to add to that. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it didn't exist in the past, but I will tell you a focus of ours uh, in the forecasting side specifically is being able to hone in very specifically on each comp set in each different market. If we want to focus on ADR index, the system, as an example, like like we, we're using with Duetto, allows us to focus on the ADR index. It allows us to adjust and move over to the OCK index, which in return drives the um the overall rev par. So it has become um, easier with technology. Um, we've been able to do more with less. I will tell you where I think the big advantage and the winners in the tech space are going to come. Everybody will talk to you about um, AI and what they're doing with their models and their next product that's coming out. But tech companies that can differentiate themselves with their people are blowing my mind. It used to just be you would sign a tech contract in your tech stack. You would never see anybody until that renewal time came up. Now we are actually setting up partnerships. We're strategizing together. Um, tech companies are being flexible. Not all, but 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 those that we're aligning with are being flexible and helping you get to your goals. And um, I think tech teams that spend time on the customer facing side of the people as much as their developers and the people that, that develop the products are really going to come out ahead. And for your final thoughts, do you have any advice for hoteliers right now in this current environment? John, can I start with you? I would just say, simply put, don't give up. We're in one of the, one of the hardest industries. Um, give control back to your teams in the field, right? They, they need to have control to run the operation and get the results. Don't give up. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I think that there's great opportunity um, for us in this business now to be disruptive. Um, and this is a hard business to disrupt, right? Like it's it's not rocket science. It's clean rooms, clean, hot food, hot, cold food, cold, deliver on the expectations. Um, take advantage of technology. Take advantage of this time to reassess your needs for scalability and growth in the future. But most importantly, you know, if you gave up on the business, come back to it because it's a it's going to be a good place to be in the in the upcoming decades. David, anything else? Yeah, I mean, I I guess uh, for for me, I I always want to just say thank you to uh, people in the industry. You know, John's right. This is tough, uh, but you've got people that do love the industry. They're out there on the front lines every day, and you know, we've learned a lot about you know COVID and and how to to you know, be safe. Um, but it still requires, you know, people to have courage, and it, it, it definitely took a lot of courage for people who are in this industry over the last, you know, uh, 18 months or so. Uh, so my, I big, just grateful for all the people who are out there doing the work. And you know, we talked about a lot of these things, but as it relates to this discussion, I would just say now is a great time to invest uh, in technology. Uh, there's companies like Duetto and other companies out there that can really help hoteliers take advantage of 
the new environment that we're in. Uh, and I think there's a bright future. That this is a resilient industry. People love travel. You can see it from our data, but you just anecdotally, when you talk to your friends, you hear it. Everyone wants to get out there and have these shared experiences. And uh, I think everybody's ready to be done with sort of Zoom calls and actually have real experiences. So I think there is a bright future ahead for this industry, and uh, we're very enthusiastic about playing a role in that. Thank you for listening to Lodging on Demand. If you want more content like this, subscribe to Lodging Magazine on YouTube. You can also subscribe to Lodging on Demand wherever you get your podcasts. For news and updates, follow at Lodging Magazine on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, or visit us at lodgingmagazine.com.